0: Just uh, hang on. We're going to talk about Daniel. You're going to learn some good things about Daniel. And uh, so we appreciate our kids being here. And, and uh, I know they're really excited. Ty just laid over in the seat. He's real excited about Pastor Sam and his Papa Sam preaching this morning. Uh, but we do that for two reasons we want them to learn how to hang out in church. And we want to give our children's ministry opportunity to all be here at the same time. Uh, our uh, children's ministry workers. So let's give our kids a big hand. Let them know we're glad they're here this morning. Amen. <clears throat> let me give you my own little announcement today. Uh, I want to personally invite each of you to be here Wednesday night. I'll begin a new series that I'm really excited about. Since it's going to make... Uh, uh, I I think it's going to be a life changer. Let me tell you how God... uh, How many of you from time to time have these huge epiphany moments that just change your life? Have you ever had one of those? You know, when you give your life to Christ, it's just a huge moment where it's a life changer. When you get filled with the Holy Spirit. Then there are times when God begins to speak some things to you and work some things within you. And you look... and, And over the course of time, you look back... And you say, my goodness, look how God has changed my life over a season of time. I really believe this series called Journey Through James. We're going to be studying the book of James. I really believe, pardon me, that it has the capacity, if you will come and apply yourself... To make a huge difference in your life. And so I want to invite everybody to come and be here. Now, let me just say this. Some of us, the habit or or really the capacity to be here is not here. I know some of you have odd work schedules. I just saw Vicki Dale. Vicki Dale, he's going to have to fess up now because he just got moved to straight days, five days a week for the rest of his natural life, I think. So he's pretty excited. So Vicki Dale, you know, I can't assume you're at work on Wednesday nights anymore. Okay, all right. So I know some of you have odd schedules, but I want to encourage you to, to, to just adjust your world because I believe consistent study and ministry of the Word in your life, especially on this Wednesday night series, is going to make, you'll look back and go, now that made a difference in my life. And so that's this Wednesday night. Everybody say, Journey Through James. And I want to encourage you to get ahead and start. Start reading James. Start looking at James. Start, hey, get, be, be a good Berean. The Bereans, the Bible says in Acts, they heard the preaching of the Word. Then they went to the Word to see if what they heard was really true. And so I want to encourage you uh, to let's be studiers of the Word. In fact, I'm excited even about the, the summer. We've got a summer emphasis beginning in June Called uh, family fitness. We're going to be getting the family spiritually fit, and uh, it's going to be a great time together. And uh, we just got a lot going on, so I want to encourage you to be here. Everyone, say "Journey through James." Look at your neighbor and say, "Are you?" Uh, hey, let's put each other on the spot. Say, "Are you? Are you going? Are you going? You going to be there? I'm going to be there. I hope you are too." Amen. Turn to the Book of Daniel. The book of David, I'm excited about this morning's message, and I know I don't have much time, so let me jump in. We've been talking about seeking Him. Everyone say, seek Him. And and though I'd love to give you more of an introduction, let me just say that God spoke to me uh, a number of weeks ago about this series. Uh, And uh, we've looked at a couple of scriptures these last two Sundays. The first one is Jeremiah 29, kind of our keynote verse. Uh, It says this, Then you will call unto me. This is verse, I think, 10. Then you will call unto me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Everybody say Jeremiah 29. Now, most of us know Jeremiah 29, uh, 11. Uh, I think Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says I know the thoughts that I think toward you says the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope and, and oh and it's verse 12 and then it says then you'll seek me uh, and you'll pray to me and, and I'll listen to you and you'll seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart I will be found by you says the Lord and so we see uh, and let me just say this was written when the children of Israel were in Babylonian captivity. And God knew that he had a plan for them. They were serving a 70-year prison sentence because of idolatry. Uh, But God was speaking to them that he had a plan and a purpose for their life, that he was not through with them. And he said, "Uh, hey, I've got a plan for you, but you're going to have to seek me and search for me with all your heart. Everybody say amen. And then last Sunday, we looked at Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 55. And Isaiah is a portion of his ministry, the latter portion of his ministry, prophetic ministry was during the Babylonian captivity. And look what he said. He said, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord. And he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. How many of you know the prophetic voice was speaking the same thing through Jeremiah and through Isaiah to the children of Israel that, hey, just because you're in Babylonian captivity does not, Mean I'm finished with you you've got to start seeking me everyone say seek him I'm telling you today I sense it in my heart that God is calling us to begin to seek him like never before he's got some things he wants to move us out of and bring us into and in order to get that accomplished we've got to seek him like never before and so the big idea is this everybody say what's the big idea This is the big idea, and let's read it together, everyone together, out loud and proud. Here we go. In order for the promise and plan of God, come on, let's start over. I need, I need to be. I I think some of you were just thinking that didn't mean me. That means you. Look at your neighbors. That means you. So you got to hustle this up by being involved. I've got about thirty minutes, and if you just sit there and don't involve yourself. I'll think you didn't understand me, and I'll just keep repeating myself over and over and over, over and over and over again. So here we go. Everybody ready? I won't make you stand, but I do want you to say it out loud and proud. Kids, read along. Here we go. The big idea is this. In order for the promise and plan of God to unfold in any believer's life, it normally requires the cooperation and commitment of a consistent and wholehearted, faith-filled prayer life. And I said it normally requires because I wanted to give God room to do whatever he does. But let me tell you, from a biblical standpoint and a personal standpoint, I've discovered for me personally uh, that it takes a consistent commitment of wholehearted faith-filled praying in your life To move you into God's purpose and plan and promise for your life. And so, I sense that God wants to move us somewhere. He wants to get us to another level. He wants to move us to another level. He wants us to seek Him. Now, this morning, we're going to look at the life of Daniel. Now, how many of you know where Daniel lived most of his life uh, and ministered most of his life? Where was he? He was also in what? Babylonian captivity. Is anybody getting the theme here? That God wants to bring us, He wants to use us even in the middle of, of an ungodly culture. And the prophet Daniel, uh, listen, he, his life was in the middle of the Babylonian captivity. And here's the cool thing about him he maintained a righteous lifestyle throughout his life in Babylonian captivity. Let me say it this way He lived and served in Babylon. But he did not let Babylon sur- uh, live in him. Listen, we live in an ungodly culture. Has anyone figured that out? We live in a secularistic, hey, we got on our money and God we trust, but we are not trusting, our, our, our culture is not focusing on, on, on the promise and purpose of God. We live in a Babylonian type culture. And God is looking to raise up uh, 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 young and men and women dare, who would dare to have a little bit of Daniel on the inside of them. Who would in the middle and in the face of an ungodly culture stand strong and not let Babylon live in them. That's the way Daniel lived his life. In fact, Daniel 1, uh, it begins with them searching out. Verse 4, (coughs) pardon me. (coughs) The king said, find some young men. In whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted, in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach. Listen, this was their goal. Whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. In other words, we want to brainwash them with Babylonian Chaldean culture. Do you get it? And it goes on and In fact we know That they they found Daniel And then his buddies Shadrach Meshach and Abednego But it says in verse 8 But Daniel purposed in his heart That he would not defile himself With the portion of the king's delicacies Nor with the wine which he drank Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs That he might not defile himself Now you know the story He's talking about what what they ate And they were physically When they chose their own diet They were physically better looking. They were, just looked better than they ate the king's uh, carbohydrate-filled, uh, you know, fatty-filled diet. Now, and he, and he said, I don't want to defile myself with that, but understand something about Daniel's life. Listen, he did not defile himself uh, with uh, not just the food, but with the lifestyle of Babylon. Okay? And because of that, throughout his life, there was some descriptives of Daniel that the Babylonian culture, they looked at him and they defined him and they described him in a very unique way. And in fact, it revealed his righteous lifestyle. Let me walk you through them. I did Daniel chapter one, Babylonian culture said, here's some guys, verse four, who who have, have uh, that? not only are they good looking, but they're gifted in wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand. Let me show you what Babylon said about them. The next one, go over to chapter five quickly. I'm going to give you a quick snapshot of Daniel's life. Uh, uh, Daniel chapter five, verse 11 and 12. Look what it says. There is a man in your your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy God and in the days of your father light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods were found in him and King Nebuchadnezzar your father your father the king made him chief of the musicians astrologers pardon me the magicians the astrologers the Chaldeans and soothsayers inasmuch as as an excellent spirit knowledge understanding interpret- interpretation of dreams solving riddles and explaining igni- I can't even say that word enigmas, I did it, were found in this Daniel. You see, the Babylonian culture began to see the righteous nature of Daniel's life. I'm building a, a case for you here this morning. Now look in Daniel chapter 6 verse 4. Look what it says. And this is where they were plotting against Daniel. Some of his his uh, uh, co-laborers in governance there in, in Babylon, because he'd been promoted, they were jealous of him, and they t- they were trying to set up a trap against him. And it says in verse four, the governors and the satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could not find. They could find no charge or fault because he was faithful. Nor was there any error or fault in him. See that defi- they looked at him and they. said, Said, we can't we, there's no way of trapping this guy because of his lifestyle look in chapter nine let me show you what heaven thought about Daniel Daniel chapter 9 oh verse 23 uh, as, as he's praying and seeking God look what it says in verse 23 in the beginning of your supplication the command went out and I have come to tell you this is an angel for you are greatly beloved how many of you would appreciate the fact that heaven thought about you as greatly beloved. It says the same thing in another vision in prayer time in chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. The angel came to him in verse 11, and he said to me, O oh, Daniel, man, greatly beloved. Now, let me just throw that all those thoughts there. As a young man, Babylon looked kindly upon him and his character. And throughout his life, his lifestyle kept popping up and cropping up and producing in his behalf promotion and opportunity. And then as he moves on later in life and God begins to really speak to him visions about the future and about the end times, angels show up and says, oh, Daniel, greatly beloved. This man had a righteous lifestyle. This man, we ought to all look and see and and kind of dissect his life and say, what was it about him that caused even the Babylonian culture and the kings that he served to look favorably upon him because of the way he lived? What was it about him that caused even the angels of heaven to say, hey, I came to tell you, heaven's looking down on you and you're greatly beloved. I have a, I have a hypothesis. Anybody, somebody give me the definition of a hypothesis. I learned this a long time ago as a kid. It's an educated guess. Aren't you glad that Pastor Sam at least has an educated guess? It's not, an un, it's not just what I, I... It's an educated guess. I have an educated guess as to why Babylon looked kindly upon him and heaven looked down upon him and said, You're greatly beloved. And here's my hypothesis. My educated guess is the fact that he lived a lifestyle of seeking God. His lifestyle of seeking God produced the lifestyle of righteousness. When you seek God, it does something on the inside of you. And he had a lifestyle of seeking God. Now let me show you. Here's the keynote verse for for, for my hypothesis here. Go back to Daniel chapter 6. Daniel 6 is where he was thrown into the lion's den. You remember that, kids? All the kids remember Daniel went into the lion's den and what happened the angels showed up and shut the mouth of the lions and the king and though the reason he was thrown into the lion's den is because Daniel was betrayed by some of his cohorts and workers and and governors they were jealous of him and they fast talked the king into developing because they knew that Daniel was a man of prayer to God and so they said, we can't get him by his lifestyle, but let's trap him and let's get the king to develop a law that for the next 30 days, anybody that prays to any other God other than to Nebuchadnezzar gets thrown into the lion's den. And Nebuchadnezzar, that appealed to his, his pride and arrogance and his Babylonian mindset. And he said, that sounds like a great idea. Wasn't thinking about Daniel. Now, here's the keynote verse in verse six, uh, chapter six, verse ten, b, and it says, "When Daniel knew that this this law or this 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 edict was signed, he knelt down on his knees three times that day, and he prayed. In fact, it says he opened, he went into his room, he opened his window towards towards Jerusalem." And he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave gave thanks before God, catch this, as was his custom since early days. Everyone read that last portion, this 10B with me. Everybody together because you've got to get this last sentence. And he knelt down on his knees three times that day. And prayed and gave thanks before God as was his custom since early days. Now, I got a feeling that's a pretty good hypothesis. That his consistent, persistent prayer life, the custom, the habit of life to seek God. And not just to seek God, but to seek for the blessing and the favor of God to return to Jerusalem. Jerusalem. He was praying for the children of Israel to be liberated from Babylonian captivity. It wasn't all about him. He was God's man of faith and power in the middle of a Babylonian culture. Now, listen this. It became his custom from early days. Did you know the earlier you build a habit of prayer in your life, the quicker you move into the purpose and destiny of God for your life? And if we stumble and bumble along in life and it never becomes a priority of our life, listen to to me. Remember the big idea. I really believe this. We will never experience God's best for our life until we become a consistent, persistent man or woman or young person or child who has learned the fine art of prayer. It's got to become our custom. Daniel did it morning, noon, and night. Most of us, our custom is Facebook morning, noon, and night. Well, get up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? Some of you check the scores. Some of you check, I don't know. Some of you check your lottery. T- I don't know what you do. Uh, but hey, how many of you think it would be honoring of God if we let the life of Daniel move us to a place where we become consistent at the place of prayer and it would move us into the favor of God for our life? Very quickly, I'm going to show you the product of of Daniel's prayer life. How many of you know prayer produces things? Without prayer, there's some things that will never happen. In fact, I remember off the top of my head, the disciples were struggling with a demon uh, possessed. I think it was a child. And they couldn't cast the devil out. You know what Jesus said, this kind doesn't come out of it, except by prayer and fasting. This is not something you can just do on a whim. Listen, come on now. If, until we've paid the price at the place of prayer, uh, there, there can be no product. You need to understand that most of us are just, won't. We, we are immature many times in our mindset and we want the product, but we don't want to pay for the product. We live in a culture that thinks everything ought to just happen instantaneously. That everything ought to be, just be given to us. That we don't have to work for anything. That we don't have to cooperate with the purpose and plan of God. We're just so special that we show up and God loves us so much that he's just going to give us everything we need. How many of you know we call that full rotten kids? Could I get a better amen somebody? And come on now, we live in a culture that is spiritually spoil-rotten kids. And charismatics are some of the worst. We've we've built belief systems that uh, as 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 Kobe said is not true. We just do this, he does that. I do this, he does that. Oh, I'm gonna do this some more, he's gotta do that some more. He owes, hey, listen, we're spoiled rotten kids. Let me show you Daniel's prayer life and what it produced. Number one, it produced prophetic insight. Now, he was a prophet, no doubt. He had a, that was his strength. He was a prophet. But let me tell you something. Though we we may or may not be prophets, if we pray, listen, if you'll begin to pray consistently, there will be prophetic insight released into your life. And all throughout Daniel, it's just a book of huge prophetic insight. In fact, some of the instances I gave you, let me go back to chapter 10 quickly, verse 23. He said, at the beginning, the angel said, at the beginning of your supplication, the command went out. He's talking about heavenly command. There's a heavenly command went out. And I came to tell you, (coughs) pardon me, (coughs) for you are greatly beloved. Therefore consider the matter and understand the vision. Now, if you know anything about end time prophecy, verse twenty-four through twenty-seven, the, the seventy weeks or the sets of four hundred and ninety years, it's a it's an amazing prophetic insight to the end times. And I don't have time to show you, but it is on. Own target and own mark, and there's one last set of seven which is called the tribulation that has not clicked in gear yet. The prophetic time clock stopped and given us the age of grace where you and I live in today to fulfill God's kingdom purpose. How did that happen? Because He was praying. And God wants to speak to us. Tell somebody, God wants to speak to you today. Come on, tell somebody. Uh, I know some of you say, I'd like to tell you a thing or two too. i understand that, but God, listen to me today. God wants to speak to you today. We may run a little long, I'm feeling it. God wants to speak to you. And, and how, his, how that, that voice, and there's nothing wrong with God's voice. But it's conditional, listen... Uh, if we had time go back to Jeremiah and Isaiah you got to seek him with all your heart when you seek him with all your heart you find him and he'll begin to speak to you there's prophetic insight that God wants to give to you about your future about your family about the circumstances of your life there's some things you don't know and the Bible says if you call unto him he will answer you and show you Guess Jeremiah 33 three, God's phone number you call unto him he will answer you and show you things that, uh, that you know not and, and And it's like this, the the Hebrew there is, he will uncover some things that had been previously covered up. Prophetic insight. Happens when we pray. Another thing Daniel had, because of his consistent, persistent prayer life, it produced perseverance on the inside of him. In fact, I love Daniel one twenty one. It says this, Thus Daniel continued to the the reign, I think, of Cyrus or, or one of the kings. Now, catch this. Daniel, as a young boy, was, was, was put into service in Babylonian captivity. And he served, he outlasted, he served four Babylonian kings in his life. He persevered. He lived in the middle of Babylonian culture. He served governor, the governance of Babylonian culture. But he never let the Babylonian culture move into his heart and life. He persevered through the process. Could I tell you today prayer. Some of us look in the culture we live in and the circumstances go oh Lord it's bad oh it's terrible out there. Listen God will give us the capacity to persevere and it happens when we learn to pray and become consistent in our prayer life and we realize that he's worthy of our time, energy and effort and morning noon and night, day in, day out we seek him and he will give us undergirding and strength and st- stability and capacity to say no to the bad Babylonian culture and yes to the purpose and plan of God for our life. Amen. Whew. Don't do that, I'll keep going. Number three, there was promotion. His gifting and grace which was upon him because of his prayer life. Daniel 2.48 says, Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon. How'd that happen? Because he had prophetic insight. How did he have prophetic insight? Because he was praying and seeking God. He was in communion with God Almighty. And he had a prophetic insight and he persevered. And thus there was promotion in his life. Another byproduct that I've already alluded to is one of purity. His lifestyle, listen, let me me tell you about your lifestyle. Some people think, I gotta clean up before I can come up. I gotta clean up before I can come up. Well, there's nothing wrong with cleaning up before you come up, but let me tell you something. The only way you can really clean up is you come to Him at the place of prayer. Prayer. Go back to hey let me let me go back you don't need to go back you can't look what it says uh, Isaiah fifty five seek the Lord while he may be found call on him while he's near. Then let the wicked forsake his way. It's not let the wicked forsake his way and then come and seek the Lord. It's come and seek the Lord. And while you're seeking him, you start forsaking your way. And, and, and the unrighteous man is thought, you gotta come to him. And when you start coming to him consistently, some people, I'm embarrassed. I'm, I'm ashamed. I messed up. I've blown it. Let me tell you something. His mercies are new every morning. Isaiah 55, he says, he will abundantly pardon Oh, hey, and they looked at Daniel's life in Daniel 6, 4. I've already read it. They said, this man's faultless. We can find no, the only way we're going to trap him is through his own prayer life. It produced a purity and a righteousness on the inside of his life. Haven't of you got some areas, come on, let's be honest. Haven't of you got some areas in your life need to be cleaned up? I got mine up. Oh, pastor's got his hand up. Oh my goodness. What's the pastor been doing? All of us have some areas in our life that need to be cleaned up. Look at your neighbors. There's some things about you and me that need to clean up. We've got to get cleaned up. Now, when, the, when we're little, God just comes and cleans them up for us sometimes because of His mercy and grace. He changes our diapers, wipes the jelly off our lip. But as we grow older, how many of you know, it comes time we've got to clean up ourselves. And how do we do that? We get into His presence. And let His conviction and His character and His personality and His presence begin to wash over us. Amen? You get in His presence and just say, Here am I, Lord. I forsake my wicked way. I'm turning away from my wicked thoughts. Isaiah 55. Purity. That was the life of Daniel It was a product of his prayer life And then number five Let me throw this one in Because you've got to understand this One of the product of a real consistent prayer Is problems I don't want to mislead you here Because when you set your face like a flint Towards the hip When you say, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired and you start seeking God and you realize this is who I need to be. I want to experience God's purpose and plan for my life and I'm going to seek him with all my heart. I'm going to tell you, you're going to irritate the Babylonian culture. You're going to irritate the spiritual forces of darkness and heavenly places. And they don't like the fact that you're seeking God because they know if you seek him, you're going to find him. And they know if you find him, you're going to forsake your wicked ways and you're going to begin to be like Daniel and Daniel had influence. And OMG, oh hell does not want you to have any influence in this life. And so there will be resistance. There will be opposition. There will be, as old brother says, obstacles in your path. Some of you look at your obstacles and you want somebody to come and remove them from your life. Listen, my Bible tells me that if you have faith (coughs) at the place of prayer, your mountains will move. And you know the story of Daniel. The king was grieved that he had gotten trapped. And he told Daniel, he said, Dan, he was so, he said, the God who you serve continually, this is what the king said, he will preserve you. The king had faith in Daniel's lifestyle. And he didn't sleep all night. He was worried and his, and, and his faith waned through the night. But he came back to the lion's den and he cried out, oh, Daniel. And Daniel said, I'm here. Hallelujah. The angel. Did you know there are angels? Did you know that the angels will go to work in your behalf if you know how to pray to the point that you release angelic activity in your life? He said, the angels showed up and shut their mouths. I would love to have seen that. It happened. I said it happened. Listen, problems are just God's op. Your problem is just God's opportunity to get all the glory. And to really deal with your adversaries efficiently. Because you know what happened? He come up out of the pit and Nebuchadnezzar says, you know all those guys that trapped me? Let's throw them down in there and their families. Now, you thought, oh, how unmerciful. Their families got it too. You know why their families got it? How many of you know you, you don't want them coming back and bugging you later? We're going to clean house. And it says before, before they hit the bottom of the pit, all their bones were broken in their bodies. And, the, and those lines, hey, how many of you know the angel went, and God gets all the glory and the enemies are defeated how'd that happen? through a consistent persistent prayer life somebody say amen Amen. number six I love number six what we see in the life of Daniel oh and I hey I already got there protection he'll protect you how many of you know he wants to spare a powerful prayer warrior. He's not opposed. How many of you know he's not opposed to let, allowing dead weight to be cast aside? But people of influence and power and authority, he'll raise them from the dead to get them back in play. Are you with me? Say amen. He'll protect you. And then finally, I love this, and we're going to close. There was prosperity. It says in Daniel six twenty eight at the close of this problem where God got all the glory and the divine protection of God. It says, so Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus. Everyone say prosper. Now I love this and I'm gonna close. That word prosper, the root meaning of it in Hebrew is advanced. Somebody say advance. Advanced. In the middle of all this Because of his consistent Persistent faith filled Prayer life He advanced Even in the middle of Babylonian Culture Listen Some of us have been stuck Do you want me to say that more Pentecostal Some of you Have been stuck Some of you are laughing. <laughs> That's funny, but I really am stuck. I'm sitting here in Babylon in captivity going, oh, I hope I don't do it. I hope I don't do it. God wants to advance you. Get you out of, get you out of your mess. Turn things around in your behalf. Get all the glory. Where's that gonna happen? Oh, preacher, come slap me, lay hands on me and pray over me, prophesy over me. I need somebody. No, it's when you say I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm gonna quit seeking after Babylonian culture. I'm gonna quit seeking after my own desires. I'm gonna quit seeking after the things that do not satisfy. And I'm setting my face like a flint towards him and I'm calling out to him with all my heart. Let's stand together. some of you have been letting Babylon on the inside hey even though we live in Babylon we don't have to let Babylon live in us it's time to plow up the fallow ground Isaiah said and seek him and so to righteousness let me say this because the Bible says it all the time read the Bible don't play the fool don't be foolish here and think somehow you you and I don't have to seek him listen you can't skip consistent, persistent prayer life and expect to come in home let's bow our heads before the Lord there's some people here today that need to forsake some things and begin to refocus their life you've got to come to him and yield yourself to him and seek him while he may be found Isaiah said seek him while he may be found reveals to me that there is a not an open ended time slot there is a limited amount of time in all of our lives to seek him And I believe today God is calling us to forsake the Babylonian culture by way of a consistent, persistent prayer life. If you're here today and you can say, Pastor, I want to commit my life to turn the tide of Babylon in my life and in my family. I want to commit my life to a consistent seeking after Him. And a resistance to the influence of this culture I live in. That has begun to invade. Listen, some of you, it's invaded your kids. It's invading your families. Listen, it's time to turn that thing around. And we do it at the place of prayer because when you get in his presence, things begin to change. If you're here today with me and you're sick and tired of the Babylonian culture undermining God's purpose and plan for your life or your family... Something on the inside of you says, I need to seek him more than ever before. I'm going to ask you to get out of your seat and come to this altar with me because that's where I am today. We're going to agree together that God would stir the power of prayer in our life. <coughs> We'd begin to find him. Some of you have been searching for him in all the wrong places. Listen. Listen. This morning, God's calling us to be men and women of prayer. Young people, listen up. I, I, I Let me tell you something. You can't get by this, young people. Listen carefully. You, can, you can't. For just so long, you can slip in under mama's apron strings. But let me tell you something, young people. The quicker you commit yourself to a lifestyle of prayer will be the quicker you begin to discover God's best for your life. And he's got a plan. He said, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. But you've got to seek me. So young people, I would encourage you to begin to commit your life to the place of prayer. Dare to be a Daniel today. Lord Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Work in us, Lord. I heard the Philippian passage in Philippians 2 that God said He had, He would work within us the capacity, not only the will, but the capacity to do His will. Father, work that in us today. We all have desires to seek You. We don't want the Babylonian culture to invade our families and our minds and our worlds. In fact, Lord, we want to be a light, just like it said about Daniel, a light. Make our lives a light at the place of prayer. Stir us, God. I want everyone in this altar to lift your hand and say, God, I yield myself to your control and influence. I forsake my way and I forsake the Babylonian culture of the day. And I turn myself and I turn my life to you at the place of prayer. Work within me. Ooh, somebody just say, work it on the inside of me, Lord. Oh, God, work it in me, Lord. Give me strength and st- stability and capacity and anointing and grace to seek you in a serious way like never before. Let it be our custom. Work it within us, Lord. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen everyone look up at me now every Sunday I've been calling us to seven days of seeking God this is this begins the third set of seven listen we're coming into a couple of great weeks of opportunity for the kingdom and we need to seek him not on you know what da, you know what Daniel did I'm about done Daniel Daniel's prayer life was not about himself he opened his windows toward Jerusalem he was like a hedge of protection at the place of prayer for the children of Israel and Babylon in Babylonian captivity. And every day, three times a day, God, restore Jerusalem. Bring these people home, Lord. You can influence the world. You can undermine the plan of Babylon at the place of prayer. There's always product. The kingdom of God can be advanced. And I lift my hands today and I'm making a commitment to seven days of consistent seeking Him. And I want to encourage you to do the same. Lord, We're going to bite it off a week at a time until it becomes real in us. Where where it just becomes the custom of our life. Lord, we just commit today, I'm committing that for the next seven days I will seek you more and more clearly and more and more truly that I will not go through the motions. That I will take time to seek your faith call out to you on behalf not only of my own life but for this church family and for your kingdom for your kingdom to come and your will to be done in our life in Jesus name everybody said amen well bless you today listen now this week in the morning when you start praying Or even today Hey you got two chances here You can do Afternoon and evening Listen I want you to pray in faith And know That there are many more people From this room here Praying with you It's a power of agreement When those things Start conspiring together Look out devil Everybody say Look out devil Listen I have an expectation In the days and weeks ahead Of breakthrough. In families, restoration in families, healing in bodies, provision in our pocketbooks, promotion on on the job site, increase a bit. Hey. Kobe Foreman's got a new business called Cajun Fire. It's a seasoning. Now you hey I'm praying Cajun fire would catch on fire. Amen You know why? because Kobe will be blessed and we'll be blessed. The kingdom of God will be blessed. God bless Cajun Fire. Come on now. Amen. I guarantee you, Kobe's not just going, well, I hope it works, rock, paper, scissors. I can just see Kobe, God, touch Cajun's eye <laughs> Amen. God bless y'all. Let's go pray. Let's go pray. Amen. Let's give the Lord a glory. One more big God bless you. Amen. I have expectation. As we close today, if you need prayer for anything, if you'd like to agree in prayer, some of our our, our ministry team will be up up here. And let me say to our ministry team leaders, remember tonight's our ministry team leader time. I want to encourage you to plug in, be involved in that. Also, Stacy's taking pictures. Uh, So we need to get you uh, If you had not had your picture made You need that done as well Wednesday night What are we going to be doing? We're going to be studying Journey through James I want to encourage everybody to be here Listen If you can't be here I understand There's no condemnation If you can I want you here I believe it's time for you to be here And so I want to encourage you to come Young people College and career Don't sit home What what do you watch on Wednesday night? Hey I got DVR I I DVR uh, In fact I've got DVR tonight For the Mavs game I'm believing the Mavs are going to come back and they're going to beat the spurs in the finals and become the national champions all over again i have some great faith it's dvr hey whatever you want to watch tonight dvr and uh, or wednesday night be here wednesday night our kids not your kids need to be here on wednesday night and grow in christ and learn the word of god so amen everybody love the lord say amen So prayer team, come make your way. We're going to thank the Lord for his word. Father, we thank you, Lord. Come on, prayer team, come up here. Spread out across here. Lord, we thank you for your word and we thank you, Lord God that it will bring forth much fruit in our life. And Lord, as today as we go, let us take our invitations to Easter and make a difference, Lord, in the next two weeks in people's lives. And we pray over Journey Through James that you would draw people and bring them here to hear the word and let their lives be transformed by the power of your word in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen.